is Baker Mayfield the best quarterback available during 2022 NFL Draft Weekend? How can Andrew Berry find success in the 2022 NFL Draft to give the Cleveland Browns the opportunity to win the AFC North? And the Jacksonville Jaguars, whether they like it or not, whether they're ready or not, you are on the clock. Who are you going to take? All that and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Appreciate all you faithful listeners for making Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Wednesday. April 27th, one day away from the beginning of the 2022 NFL Draft. Jeff Risden, Browns Wire, Lions Wire, Real GM, in along for the ride. Um, Just talking with Jeff. And Jeff, first things first, how you holding up? Um, We always get to this point, everybody, oh, it's draft season, it's draft season, it's draft season. And then when the calendar turns to about like April 8th or so, it's like, oh, my God, three, three, three weeks to go three weeks to go and then it seems like the two three days before it finally kicks off feels like they're just weeks again each day every day is a an entire week into and out of itself this this time of year you know this is this is uh this is what we love but uh it, it does require an incredible amount of work and effort for those of us who do cover it uh and uh uh to quote bon jovi i'll sleep when i'm dead <laughs> And for all you Cleveland Browns fans, happy anniversary as Miles Garrett was selected number one overall five years ago today. So good for what was going on. That was a real good day. That was a good day. That was a good night. That was a very, very good night as the Cleveland Browns uh, obviously found a foundational piece, one that will be here for a while. Jeff, do want to get a couple things here, obviously Browns wise, NFL draft wise. Um, But there's one that's kind of been floating around here. And, you know, t- talking with people, messaging people back and forth with the draft class the way it is at the quarterback position and the Browns still possessing Baker Mayfield. There are plenty of people believe that Baker Mayfield is the best available quarterback over the next 72 hours. He's got experience over a lot of these, obviously over these kids who don't have any. He's had success, whether people want to remember 2020, 2018 or not. He's been successful in this business. For the Browns, what is the key here, Jeff? Is the key truly the compensation? Or for the Browns, is it how much of a check are we going to have to write? Everybody understands the Browns most likely are going to have to pay some freight on moving on from Baker Mayfield. Obviously, they're comfortable with it. They would have never gotten this deep into it. So what's the biggest thing here, Cleveland-wise? Is it how big of a check are we going to have to write? Or can we actually get maybe some legitimate compensation for moving on from Baker Mayfield? You know, I, I don't expect much compensation. I expect a day three pick in 2023, and that's probably it. And they're, they're certainly going to have to write, like, it's what, 18.9 million rounded, right, for, for Baker. 
they're paying 18. <laughs> There's no question about that. Uh, and that's the only way that they're going to get teams involved in it. Now, I have long posited that Carolina is the most likely destination. I know Robbie Anderson doesn't like that. I know there are people in Carolina that are like, oh, come on. But like he may, he just makes sense with what they're trying to do with their game plan. The, the issue is, and the issue for Cleveland is, Jimmy Garoppolo is also out there. And there will be people who can make arguments that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback solution than Baker Mayfield. I'm not one of them. Um, he's exceptionally good looking. He's occasionally pretty good at playing quarterback, but he's also hurt all the time. Uh, he's great on those subway ads too. Um, but ba- Baker for me is the best quarterback that anybody can get this weekend. He's better than so. So I'll, I'll go through I'll, real quick. We we have the, the prison with the Detroit Lions who are probably not looking for a quarterback. But one of the things that we do is we're, we're asking, is this guy that we can get better than Jared Goff? And with all the quarterbacks this year, we're like, no, he's not. It's certainly not in 2022. Well, Baker Mayfield's better than Jared Goff. So therefore, it's a pretty easy equation that if you want a quarterback now, you're not getting anyone better than Baker Mayfield. And you're probably not getting anyone better than Baker Mayfield for the 2023 season. Malik Willis could be in time. I think Sam Howell is getting slept on a little bit. I think he probably could be in time too, but they're not. The problem with Sam Howell is, is when people watch Sam Howell, you know what they say? He kind of looks like Baker Mayfield. He does. He does. Uh, Yeah. And I think right now that's not a good thing to have as a compliment. No, it's not. But I I, I do hearken back and you you brought it up 2020. Like the, the force of Baker's personality was considered an asset at that point. And NFL teams are going to look at that and be like, you know what? My coach can do that. I, if, and if my coach can't do that, he might not need to be my coach. Like there, there's there's a thing, you, you know this from playing, coaching arrogance is a very real thing. And it's not a negative. Arrogant gets used as a negative connotation. That That's not. It means that your coach has confidence that he can make it work with what he's got and can get the difficult players. It's what uh, people are going through with Kayvon Thibodeau and, and uh, Derek Stingley in this draft class. You know, the, the, oh, can, can, can our coach handle that guy? You know, he might be a little difficult. Well, Baker is that guy. And when when it has been handled, when Baker has been willing to be handled, and then that's part of it too, you know, it, it's been really good. He's a, he's a very good quarterback. You're not going to get anybody better than him if you're Denver, if you're Atlanta, if you're Pittsburgh, if you're, if you're Carolina. Like, and I think that's the usual suspects. Uh, the, I still don't rule out the Colts, honestly. Um, look, Matt Ryan's there. How much longer does he want to play? He was drafted 10 years before Baker Mayfield, like, and he was an older prospect like that. I, I'm, I'm not sure that they think that they have their long-term solution either. And if they can, you know, sit Baker for a year and they can, you can plausibly do this if you're a team bringing Baker in like, Hey, he's hurt. His shoulder isn't quite right yet. We need to let him get fully healthy before we rush him out there. And I buy that argument. I, I can see that I can see this Colts regime making that argument. It doesn't mean that I that I think it's going to happen or I'm predicting that it's going to happen, but it's just something that you know. I I think it, it his injury in a way is a is a concept for a team that would be acquiring him that doesn't necessarily need a quarterback right now to do that, as long as the Browns pick up the tab. Well, and it's going to go that way. I mean, obviously, drinks are going to be on Andrew Barry as far as any acquisition of Baker Mayfield. On the Colts, it's it's interesting if that they would still be involved. I don't know what the theory is um, for three years in a row saying, all right, well, let's find whatever veteran is probably three, 
fourths of the way out the door. His career is over. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Now we're going to do it with Matt Ryan. They tried to go a little bit younger with Wentz. Didn't work. All right, now we'll go a little bit older with Matt Ryan. Um, you know, mobility doesn't travel. If you can't move in Atlanta, you're not going to be able to move in Indianapolis. So, you know, Quentin Nelson and the boys, uh, you better guys better be an absolute stone brick wall if you want to have any success with Matt Ryan behind center. We're going to get some Browns thought, uh, draft thoughts here. We'll close it out later with some NFL draft thoughts. Jeff Risden in the house. We'll continue along here on your latest Locked on Browns. Athletic Greens AG1. Uh, we've been telling you about this product now for about a month now. Um, Athletic Greens, for me, it's easier to consume daily vitamins. It's really difficult to sit down. Now they make those nice packets for everybody. Yeah, but you know, sometimes in the morning, it's really, really difficult to sit down and swallow eight to 10 vitamins in the morning on your stomach when you're first waking up, trying to get you know breakfast in, trying to get you know your morning coffee and your morning tea and whatever it may be. What exactly is AG1? Well, you were absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, aging, all of which applies to me, all of these things. For me, I am able to put it into a water bottle. I sit down and I take it as I'm having my morning coffee. It just helps me. Again, clarity. I think clearly earlier in the day, which used to be an issue for me. I feel better earlier in the day, 48 years old. Takes a little while to get ends and get going, but AG1 will help you with that. It is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a Small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take good care of yourself. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complica uh, complicated supplement to recover. It cost him almost $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew have it right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA playoffs. And of course, the start of the MLB season, your New York Mets, 14 and 5. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are sitting here, Jeff Risden, Real GM, Browns Wire, Lions Wire. 
Jeff, this draft kind of similar to 2019 for the Cleveland Browns. No first round selection. I'm going to see a ton of players go off the board. I pray they're all offensive tackles. I pray that they are all um, quarterbacks. Let them all go as fast as possible. Guys, get in the business of getting these tackles and these quarterbacks so you can leave plenty left over for Andrew Barry and company. Looking at it, Jeff, um, you know, it kind of seems like there's a couple of handshake deals here. Obviously, you know, with Jadavian Clowney, it kind of just seems like, all right, Jadavian's kind of like, you know, the, the lost son. It's like, all right, he's going to come home, but we know he's out. You know, he's following the dead. There's some shows out in the Midwest. The tour will be over soon, and Miles will, you know, come on back to home. I kind of think maybe there's that scenario there, possibly with Jarvis Landry as well. Um, for the Browns. But again, you still have to operate and you can't bank on the fact that, you know, these guys are going to be here. So for the Browns, first pick 44, either way, you still need edge help. Chase Winovich was not a terrible acquisition. I think he could be a role player for them. Defensive tackle, the Browns have done this in their first two years drafting with this regime. You drafted Jordan Elliott. You really haven't gotten the return on that investment yet. You drafted Tommy Togiai. I'm a little bit more on the side of Tommy Togiai, A, it's year two. B, I think Tommy Togiai was a prospect. I like for what the Browns need him to do more than I think Jordan Elliott was. But you can't just keep repeating these same things. All right, well, we'll just draft another rookie defensive tackle. Well, there's something flawed in your process there because you really haven't gotten the return of the investment yet to this point on either of the two you drafted. But 44, you got needs at wide receiver. You got needs at edge. You certainly have needs at defensive tackle. Safety could certainly be in play because – Joe Woods loves them, and there are a lot of good ones in this class. Tight end, I think Great. it's something they're going to address somewhere. But how do you handle this if you're the Cleveland Browns? Because even though you don't have a first-round selection, this draft looks like it lines up pretty well for what Cleveland should be looking to accomplish. Yeah, it does. And and picking at 44, you're not getting the top tier, but you're in that next tier of wide receiver and pass rusher. And there's a lot of appealing pass rushers that are going to come off in the second and third rounds this year. And I I personally lean more at getting like, I I want to win with defense because I I think that's having watched Watson in, in Houston and covered those teams when he was at his best was when he knew that he could take some risks because the defense had his back. And, And he is that kind of a guy. Like, like if, if he sees that, you know, you know what? I can go for this on maybe you know where 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 we might not succeed because I believe that our defense can get get the ball back for us and I get another shot at it. And he's at his best when they do that. So I, look, I like Chase Winovich for what he is. I want somebody better than that. So if you can get me an Oboye Mafe, um, and, and I know I don't necessarily qualify for the the guardrails though. I'm I'm morbidly curious as to how the guardrails are going to handle be handled in this special draft year. Uh, I wonder if they're going to make a little bit of an exception for the right player or not. And uh, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but uh, uh, one of the guys that I've had my eye on for a while is a guy like Drake Jackson out of USC. Because I think he he fits. He's got the length. He's got the strength. He's got the the upside. He's got the the potential to do a lot more. And I believe he's just like 21 and like three months old, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they want. And I, I look at a guy like that and I think, man, that, that's a really easy, sexy pick to make. Because, again, he can play right away, but two or three years from now, he's going to be really good. And if you get Clowney back in the building, and I, I agree with you, I do think 
I do think that's going to happen. I just, you can't count on it until it happens. Like you can't, as you said, if he's not in the building, you can't count on him being in the building, even if you know that he will eventually come. So a guy like that makes a lot of sense. You know, wide receivers, it's interesting. There's, it's, it's been fun watching the Christian Watson uh, roller coaster, like going into Mobile. Everybody's like, oh, who is this guy? Oh, great athlete. And like you see him go from like, oh, okay, maybe maybe he's there in the third round. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, the Packers are taking him in the first. And now everybody's like, well, God, he dropped 20% of the balls thrown to him last year. And he runs really primitive routes. And he didn't maybe get a lot should, of them to begin with. It's not like he got thrown 200 balls and he dropped 20% of them. There were only like 45, 50 of them. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, he's a guy, he intrigues me, obviously, with the athleticism. Uh, I'm not sure that I would go there, but you know that I'm not. I'm not AB. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not that guy. But it's uh, you know, he a wide receiver like that certainly makes sense. And I think you're going to come out of day two with a wide receiver and a and an edge or defensive lineman. Look, the the defensive tackle class. This is a year where I think you can wait to day three. Um, sort of the way that Togi came off last year. And and again. You're right. It's a flawed method, and I am certainly not a Taven Bryan fan. I mean, he's worth the flyer, but don't count on this guy to do a lot. Uh, that 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 I, I'm I'm just not there with him. Looks if you can cobble something Looks out of working out, and then when we start taking some snaps, it's oh, oh okay, he's he's just another guy. He he's one of those guys who rushes the passer even on third and short, and the other team's in jumbo package. That's just what he does. He did that at Florida. <laughs> he did it in Jacksonville. That's who he is. And he's not that great at it, by the way. He he's another guy. Um, you don't want him going against mobile quarterbacks. He, he like he can't play against Lamar Jackson because he will run past him and abandon that contain. That's one of the reasons why Jacksonville got so incredibly frustrated with him is because he kept running past the play. Um, that doesn't fly in Joe Woods' defense, and that will keep him on the bench. So they got to get somebody there. But I think you can wait a, a couple of rounds on that for the defensive tackle. No safety, God, it's a Jeff. This is a beautiful safety class. It's it's amazing, one hundred percent. Like there are so many guys. A guy like Kirby Joseph, aside from the fact that he was a high school volleyball player, which instantly gets him like an, a round bump in my book <laughs> as a former volleyball player. Like he can really play. Like there's a lot to like about him. So the, 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 honestly, those are the three candidates that I'm looking at in, in day two that, that make the most sense to me from a, a Brown standpoint. Drake Jackson. Christian Watson, Kirby Joseph. Now there are some other guys that certainly also fit in, but if I'm if I'm making a mock draft and I am, uh, that that's that that's probably who my player pool is. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at Watson, um, and you know, look, you, you take the age out of it, and again, we've talked about it. This class is just different. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Obviously, it's a much deeper draft class. There are some guys who are just older. There's nothing you can do. COVID affected everything in the world. Certainly, yep. it was going to affect somehow, some way, the NFL draft, as we're going to see in this year. Um, you love the athletic ability. You also wonder if Christian Watson can kind of just be that guy where it's like, just run the nine route, dude. Just run the nine route. Maybe we're, maybe we're going to throw it to you once a half, uh, maybe once a game. But your job is to open everything else up for everybody else. Drake Jackson. The thing hey, I like Watson, about Drake Watson Jackson was there was six. Yes, he did. 100%. The thing I like with Drake Jackson is, is I think Drake Jackson was a solid player at USC. But you also think that there is a developmental path where this is going to be a player who improves in the NFL. He was kind of yep. you know, used in two different scenarios at USC. It's not going to be that way in the NFL. It's going to be young man, pin your ears back, use your athleticism. 
go ruin a backfield. And when we compare you with a Miles Garrett, we compare you with a Jadavian Clowney, you're going to be with guys that you have assistants who you can work with and destroy people's backfields. Um, safety, Kirby Joseph, I, you know, obviously certainly like that player. Um, you, it, what stands out is, is you're watching Illinois and they're just garbage. And it's kind of like, well, what is this guy doing here? Like, wh- how did he end up here? One of the bright spots in a, a, a dark, dark team in Illinois. Of course, Nick Cross, my personal favorite, just an absolute baby. Could be somebody Nick Cross, a little bit different really Kirby Joseph. Dude, Nick Cross makes so much sense and is a very good and another player. You can see him becoming a better pro than Collegian because he's going to have better talent around him that will allow him to, to play a little bit looser instead of like, like you, you know, this is a big thing for me. A safety has to embrace the literal meaning of the word safety. Like you, you are the last line of defense. Big plays don't happen. And if they do, they're on you. Like he had to do a lot of that at Maryland. He can do a little bit more playmaking if you got better dudes around him that where he won't have to be so cautious. And and look, Mar- Maryland was was quietly not a bad football team last year, but he he can do better when he's got you know Denzel Ward on the outside on one side, Greg Newsom on the other. That's going to free him up to take some chances and, and make some more instinctive plays. So yeah, he he, he makes a lot of sense too. And for me, what I like is, I, I mean, I love the athleticism, I love the age, and I love the fact that you can basically just say and you can do some Jabril Peppers things with him. Hey. Go find a ball carrier. You know, look, he needs four yards. He better not get four yards. It is your job. Whatever. We're going to scheme everything else. You take that 4-3-8 speed. You make sure he does not get to the marker. Jeff, the tight end position. It is a good class, but I'm not sure exactly where the perfect fit would be for the Browns. Would it be your traditional inline guy like a Jeremy Rucker? Would it be, you know – you know, someone to use as an H-back, because this is something that really hasn't been discussed this year. I don't think they're just going to hand Johnny Stanton after two years of being a on and off the practice squad player, the fullback position. Is this something maybe where they're going to go look for somebody who can do some fullback, can do some H-back type of stuff? Where do you think tight end wise is maybe the best scenario for success for the Browns? Jeff, you just described Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. I love it. They, he, and he's a he's a fifth round pick, fifth or sixth round pick. Um, go make that happen. I like it. He, he's a he's a very good player. I got the chance to sit down with him. Uh, we interviewed him on the Detroit Lions podcast at the Senior Bowl. He, he's a football smart, savvy guy. He's young. Uh, I want to say that he doesn't turn twenty two until like week three or four, something like that. So so he's pretty young. Really, like he can he can do all the things. He's not the best inline blocker, but he understands how to chip and release. And I think. If you can do that, and you can also play that H back role, you can play the move role. He he has some special teams experience. Like that's he makes so much sense for me. You know, the the age guidelines are going to be tested a lot with the tight ends because I think of the top fifteen tight ends, only one of them, Bellinger, is twenty one years old. I think everybody else is over that. So and and like like my guy, I'm an Ohio Bobcat. I got to pimp Armani Rogers. Like my the backup quarterback from Ohio he's gonna get drafted as a tight end but he's gonna be 25 and I think in December like that are they gonna wait are they gonna wave it for a position change guy probably not but like that you're looking at a lot of like if they're holding fast to their their age guidelines they're probably not getting a tight end unless they're getting Bellinger like that's just the way it is so I'm fascinated to see where they do it because they do need a number two slash three tight end who can develop 
um, and and do some inline blocking. Help James Hudson out at right tackle if need be. Help help Jed out at left tackle if need be. You know, be, be somebody who can at least slow down a speedy edge rusher. Slow down TJ Watt. Throw a body into him before he, he goes and tries to kill Deshaun Watson. <laughs> No, that's that, that and that guy, like, like you said, it's a good class. It's a very middle heavy class um, in, in the tight end group. Uh, let me look at, let me, I got my board here. So I have, I have 11 tight ends ranked between number 50 and number 150 overall. Like they're all clustered in that middle. And like, if you go to the latter end of that range, that's where you're looking at where I think the Browns are going to take it. Um, and, you know, so, some guys like Isaiah, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina, he doesn't really fit. But Charlie Kolar from from Iowa State is a guy that yep. absolutely fits. But he's already twenty three. You know, uh, Nick Muse from yep. South Carolina already twenty three. Really good at what at what what we want the Browns to be able to do. But you know, again, are they going to be steadfast with their guidelines? That's that's honestly that's going to be one of the big storylines for me coming out of Cleveland this weekend is how how much do they stick to it? And I know people are sick of hearing about it, but it really is. It's a very big deal this year. <laughs> And that would be, I, for me, I would love to get the question asked to Andrew Barry is, how many players on your board? Because if Andrew Barry told you how many players were on their draft board, you'd know right away whether or not they were sticking to the guardrails. Because with this yep. class that is so deep, with this class that is tr- very old, if he told you a number of 100, you'd say, all right, <laughs> we're, we, you know, age guys are still going to be out for the Browns. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll get to yep. actual just the general. NFL draft here thoughts on obviously, you know, Jeff covers the Detroit lions. They hold a bunch of selections early in this draft. We're going to get some thoughts here as we continue on your latest locked on Browns. This episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX, an EX? Is it a V6 or is it a V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have compu- you have access to computers in your pocket and at home to rockauto.com. You can answer these questions yourselves. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliable, I'm sorry, reliably low, and they are for everybody, whether it's a chain store or whether it's just you, a straight, normal consumer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Check over the site. See what you need for your vehicle. Order it. Have it sent over from rockauto.com. And if you're really handsy, fire up YouTube and most of this work you can do yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right. Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Jeff, there's been a lot of shatter over the last week or so um jacksonville jaguars and look you know for jacksonville you kind of almost feel bad for him look you got lawrence last year still ended up with the first overall pick this is the year you could just go out and get that dominant second piece and here's the 2022 nfl draft where there's a lot of really really nice things but you know the jacksonville jaguars would really wish that there was a miles garrett type player in this draft there's not Chatter over the last few days is the unicorn in Trayvon Walker going to basically now at the end at the finish line here jump over a player like Aiden Hutchinson? 
if you also when you were Jacksonville, you would pray to get out of this pick. Jets call us. Giants call us. We'd rather take two stabs at two players in the top ten than draft whoever we're going to take at one overall. What do you think Jacksonville will do? What do you think Jacksonville should do? <laughs> what they should do, I, I personally, I would take the best offensive tackle available with the highest upside, and that that's Iki Ekwanu. Like that, that that's where I'm at with it. Because you've got you look, we know this in Cleveland. When you've got your quarterback, or you think you've got your quarterback, you've got to protect him. You can't have what's going on in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. I know, I know it worked for him. That's not sustainable long term. Like and and mm-hmm. to Cincinnati, they've addressed it. Cam Robinson is a patch at left tackle on a franchise tag. He doesn't want to be there long term. Nobody wants to be in Jacksonville long term. So, and, and their right tackle, like Walker Little, I don't trust that. Martin so Jones wants to be there. I, no, no. I'm sorry. Christian Kirk wants to be there long term. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, look at how much they paid him to be there, too. Uh, that, that, that's the rub. What do I think they're going to do? So, I will, I will say it this way. I talked to two people yesterday. Each one of them absolutely convinced that they knew it was going to happen. One of them told me Trayvon Walker. One of them told me a gun move. So, I don't know. <laughs> and they both... They both uh, draw paychecks covering that team. So they don't know, like they legit, it's it's sort of like the year with Baker where there was enough people like, God, they really could take Josh Allen or, or maybe, maybe they're selling us all and they're going to take Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. Like, and, and people didn't really, really know that that's where Jacksonville's at right now. They're like, they're still, they're, there are still a lot of credible people who will tell you that Aiden Hutchins is going to be the number one pick. I don't believe that. Maybe that's the lion guy in me thinking that I really want him at number two. But yeah, it's 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 dude, it's crazy. Uh, I, I I am enjoying the, the chaos, but at the same time, I'm like, God, just w- let me let me know what's going to happen so I can at least finish my final mock draft and, and get one right. <laughs> I want one. Yeah, I, and I got it. Yeah, and, and that's even the thing. You sit here and it's like because I think even last year, I think most everybody went five for five out of the box on mock drafts. But the other day, you start here and you go Jacksonville one. I got freaking nothing. I, I I got nothing. And I think this is probably what's going on in Jacksonville right now. Um, you know, if it's breakfast in the Jacksonville headquarters, Hutchinson, and then maybe after they get all coffeeed up around lunchtime. But 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 Trayvon Walker, look, look at the athleticism. Look at look at what this guy could be. Um yeah. but moving on here. Uh yeah. obviously Detroit Lions, number two, number thirty-two, number thirty-four. Um, this is a team, and look, whatever you, you think about the Lions. I think they were gutsy last year. I think they played hard. I think there's some players there that you can actually see being part of maybe a team that actually gets to playoff games. What's the key there for a team like Detroit, who holds a lot of cards here at 2, 32, and 34? Got to get impact talent. They've got a lot of good players. They don't have any great players, at least not that have shown. Amon Ross St. Brown might be great at wide receiver. We're going to see on that. But they, they need the true, like, they, they don't have a Miles Garrett on defense. They don't have a Denzel Ward on defense. They got they got, they got got quality talent, like, supporting cast. They need the alpha dogs, and they need one at pass rusher. They desperately need one at safety. They could probably use a, a long-term, legitimate number one wide receiver. DJ Shark signed for one year um, with the hope that, that that will translate into something, but man, they, they've got to be able to stop the opposing passing offense and impact it. Like, not just like, like, let's, let's add a really good corner here and try to shut it down. No, they they need playmakers. So Aiden Hutchinson strikes me as a playmaker. Kayvon Thibodeau, playmaker. Um, sometimes, 
<laughs> Trayvon Walker playmaker sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's it's and and then so thirty two thirty four is where it gets really interesting for you because they are in desperate need of a safety. Like like Ronnie Harrison would be safety one A in Detroit. Sheldrick Redwine <laughs> would start in Detroit. That that's how bad safety is in Detroit. And this is a defense that, by the way, wants to play three instead of two as their base. They got Tracy Walker. They got the the like Deshaun Elliott is a great pickup as a safety from Baltimore. He's like making the league minimum. He's missed more games than he's played. Like that, that's their other safety right now. Like that that literally that's it. Brady Breeze. Google him. That that that's another starting safety right now. So the, the guys like Jaquan Brisker, Lewis Sign, um, uh, Dax Hill. I don't think he's going to be there. But that 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 core, uh, I would be stunned stunned if they don't take a safety at thirty two or thirty four. All right, Jeff. We've done this with you for years. When in regards to the NFL draft, you've had some hits. A couple of years ago, I said, Jeff, give me one player who's going to go in round one. That nobody seems to be talking about. That player was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Nice call, Mr. Risden. So give me one player who's going, yeah, score one. Um, give me one player who you think is going to go round one that people do not think is going to go round one. But I also want you to give me one player who is not going in round one that most people believe is going in round one. You know, I'll, I'll go the latter first. I think Devontae Wyatt is not going to go in the first round. He's certainly worthy of the talent, but there is some background information that's out there, and it, it's it's. And that's before we get to the fact that he's almost got his AAP, AARP card. So, yeah. So uh, look, he, look, he's a great player, but I, I think he's going to slide out. Um, and if you're looking for another one, Kenny Pickett, uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if he's not taken in the first round. Which, of course, means he will be the first quarterback taken. Because that's that's the way that's the way this thing works this year. Um, let me. So I, I I'm going to reference my final mock draft here real fast because I do have a, a couple of guys in it. I have Kyer Elam significantly coming off the board a lot earlier than than everybody expects. I have him going in the top fifteen. I, I don't Whoa. know how much that will hold up, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Let me look. Bernard Ryman. I, I think is a first rounder. I, I don't know how many people buy into that. The, they're going to have a 25 year old guy from central Michigan via Austria um, who played tight end. Um, like he's, he's a great story. I'm not sure. Having seen him in person, I've, I've been to a couple of central games. They're not terribly far away from me here. I'm not sure that he's worth it, but like, I think he's going to go in the first round. Um, you know, there's that, that end of the first round, like 25 to 35. Like it's so fungible this year. I think Logan Hall can go in the first round. Um, I think Boye yes. Mafe is probably a, a first rounder. And that that's something that, you know, if you would have said that a couple of months ago, people are like, who? Like the, the the rise there has been been big. I'll give you another one that might not make it. Tyler Linderbaum might not be a first rounder, even though he's the top center. I think the issue with Tyler Linderbaum is it's it's center. You you only need one, you know, basically on right. your team. So basically, and he, the other thing is he's competing against himself. Uh, you know, it, it's him, and then there's a long, long gap. So, you know, if it's if you're looking for a starting center, there's one guy. Um, so, and a lot of teams obviously address that. Obviously, the Browns looks like the elevation of Nick Harris. Um, you brought in, you know, uh, you know, obviously you signed from Seattle. You know, what you think is going to be your backup center? So, for you know, Linenbaum, it's always a difficult spot to be the best center in the draft because you know 
it's not there's not yeah. a huge market necessarily. And it's, it's tough for, for him because he, he he can't play guard. He can only play center. Like a lot of these other nope. guys, like a guy like yep. Mac Tom, he can come in. He can play tackle for you. He can play Luke Gedeke, the other lineman from Central Michigan, who's underrated. I like him a lot. He can come in. He can be your number six lineman. You can you can start him realistically at fourth. You don't want to start him at left tackle. He can start for you for a week or two as a rookie at any of the other four positions, and you're not gonna you're not gonna suffer too terribly. So a guy like that makes more sense than taking a guy like Linderbaum for me. Okay, folks, we are probably about at the time of this 35 hours away or so, the beginning of the 2022 NFL draft. Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, chewing away at every finger in LA possibly have, knowing that obviously this ideally doesn't line up. Jeff Rinsted, uh, you can read his work, of course, Real GM, of course, over at Browns Wire. Of course, Lions Wire, one of the busiest guys there is in the content business. Make sure you're following at Jeff Risden. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. We will be covering a ton for you over the next few days. Obviously, Thursday looks like it'll be a little bit quiet for your Cleveland Browns, but the business is about to pick up Friday somewhere about, I'd say, 8.30, somewhere closing in on 9 o'clock to everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Appreciate you all. Uh, thanks for being along for the ride whatever podcast platform you use make sure you're following subscribe to the lockdown browns podcast leave those five-star ratings written reviews and with that folks this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go brown